Welcome to the Theory of Conspiracy. My name is Mike. As always, I am joined by Roll, my co-host. Today we are going to be talking about Apollo 11, the moon landing, and whether or not it was faked. So, how are you doing today, Rolano? I'm doing good. I'm doing excellent, my friend. Feeling good. Life is finally bestowing happiness on me. Good. You're back on track. You got the new job. Everything's going well. All that stuff. Uh, the money. It's all about, you know, like, the girl is like, are you making some money? So, the monies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to make the monies. Uh, so, it's, it's amazing how money has those side effects of... You know, things just getting better around it. I mean, things get worse, right? More money, more problems, right? Big and smalls. Right, more right. But um, I, I can deal with those problems. Yeah, I mean, you can you can at least pay for them. Yeah. Yeah, that, that helps. Uh, <laughs> so today, the moon landing. Tell us a little bit about um, what you know. And I have, I have, uh, I watched a wonderful film called Room 237, uh, you know, I've been on the Wikipedia's, I've been on the DuckDuckGo's, I've been uh, looking at uh, fake moon landings, I've been going down this rabbit hole. And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit what you know of the theory of the moon landing. And uh, this is this is one that I think is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. This is one that's like dipping your toes into the pool of the conspiracy, the fake moon landing. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. The moon is an interesting place. There's so many theories about it because I guess we just stare at it and wonder about it. But yes, there's there's the ideas that it was faked. It was just a propaganda war just to kind of put America at the forefront of everyone's you know heart and minds, which in effect it did. It did do whether it was real or not. It definitely made America the the top dog, the winner where, of the space race. Yeah, where it was like uh, America's a badass. They have the weapons, they got the technology, they got the best people, they got pretty good movies, and their hot dogs don't have ketchup in Chicago, but it's some good stuff over there. And so, yeah, there's definitely theories about whether they can have done it with the technology or not. And then, of course, it goes on the other side of the spectrum that we're so advanced, we're actually building bases on Mars and all that. So it's uh, interesting. Uh, the moon itself has a lot of interesting theories. Some people say the moon is a hologram. The moon is a giant alien space station and things like that. So the moon has been fascinating us for a long time. And uh, Room 237, you mentioned. I've seen it. It's been a while. Rodney Asher is the director. He also did The Nightmare, which we were talking about offline. Yeah, you should check it out. If, uh, if you're into shadow people and uh, maybe have experienced sleep paralysis, you should check it out. It'll give you a sleep paralysis and nightmares uh but it's going to be a, a future episode for us because uh you know shadow people is near and dear to our chests when they sit on us while we're sleeping and can't move yeah they make us suffocate in the middle of the Suff- night yeah it's scary but uh yeah i mean i, I know i know ideas about it I, i've never gotten too far into the weeds as far as like being you know like uh the the hill i die on yes it's i think it's so you know, the whole, especially like the UFO circles where it's like we're we're 100 years more advanced and we're just, we're traveling back in time. So, I mean, the, the basic working theory for uh, let's let's say um, you had mentioned a lot of stuff about the moon and, and the mystery that surrounds it. And, and that's that's fantastic. And all those theories are fantastic. But the main uh, the, the moon landing was faked uh, kind of popped up right after uh, Apollo, you know, 11 uh, with fr- well, at the time fringe groups. Right. Um and in, in, in the early 2000s, it gained steam. And uh, basically, 
the history that that we're told is that July sixteenth, nineteen sixty nine. You know, the, through uh, July twenty fourth, nineteen sixty nine, Apollo eleven uh, landed on the moon, and uh, you know, Buzz Aldrin was the was the first person that ever had walked on the moon. Uh, the theory behind it was faked, is that. Um, NASA had teamed up with Hollywood. Um, they did a soundstage uh, in reenactment or act of of the moon landing, so that they could play it over, you know, national television to tell the America, you know, the United States of America, hey, we won, we we won the space race, one stall, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, right? And with that, um, you know, uh, at the time NASA was being funded. Uh, by the government, um, it much more than it is, I would say now in present day, um, uh, in comparison with inflation and whatnot, uh, and and it just funneled even more money into uh, the space race. And there was, you know, multiple Apollo missions uh, after that as well. Uh, so yeah, uh, how they did it? Um, they said that it was. Um, uh, rear projection um that they basically had like the the background of of space projected and they had uh, the astronauts uh come out on a sound stage and uh, they recorded them and the person and the reason why i bring this up is because i had just watched you know the room 237 that was uh the director was a huge uh you know director at the time still one of the you know known as one of the best stanley kubrick um from a clockwork orange the shining uh i'm trying 2001, to 2001 a space yeah. odyssey the year and, before yeah the 2001 the space odyssey had just come out the year before and um they had mentioned that that was the, the trial run is that he got that funding and that movie made and that was him tinkering to um actually create uh you know the, the moon landing and to uh almost uh you know, get his first shot at, at, at doing something like that to make it look real on the on the silver screen or on the television screen and stuff like that. So uh my question is uh you know when you when you see the iconic regardless of whether we're gonna be talking a lot about propaganda today. Um regardless of whether uh you, you think it was uh made in the sound stage or uh, they actually, you know, brought a camera up to space and on to the moon and they filmed, you know, them running around on, t- on the surface of the moon. Um, my question has always been when he's coming out of the um, Apollo pod and he's like taking the first steps onto the moon. And the camera's like, already out there. The camera's already out there. So what that that's how did they how did they set up? the camera and this is the first steps one small step for man one small you know one giant leap for mankind the camera is already out there so either there's a cameraman out there or they set up the tripod went back and uh you know uh what's that what's that called the thing that like uh lands on the moon i can't remember i'm gonna look it up right now but uh basically who who was shooting the, the the first person walking on the moon yeah because technically they would be the first person who landed on the moon or he was almost like the first Instagram influencer where they're like, Hey, 
this was an awesome moment. Let's recreate it. Go back out there and let me just, you know, let me just pretend I'm doing it for the first time, which is kind of like, yeah. you know, it's kind of cringy, but it's like, hey, it's kind of, it's, it's all right. But yeah, yeah it's but, uh, the, the, the lunar module, by the way, just to, I mean, just, to, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't remember off the top of my head, but lunar module. Yeah. Yeah. No, pick. Walking, doesn't exist. yeah, it doesn't exist. So, that gets back to like the, the the propaganda of it all, you know what I mean? So it, exactly, it's kind of you know cringe, you know. It's they they it wasn't actually the first steps, and people may argue it's like, oh well, that's just production. That's yeah, but I mean that that kind of opens up a can of worms of you know what else has been staged to you know make it. It kind of reminded me of like the nineteen you know. Uh, 50s reel or the 1920s like the 19th through 20s through the 50s in the theaters they would have the reels of like the news and stuff like that and the you know people storming normandy or you know they would have you know our boys are coming back from korea or whatever the case may be and um they would always have these these shots these stock footage shots of like military it kind of reminded me of that you know it's just they they're not really doing that they're not they're it's it's a production you know all all that stuff is a production so um yeah that's 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 the working theory what what do you have you heard anything about that before we get into stanley kubrick and his connections yeah i have i mean definitely with uh with the moon and even even to modern day where there's there's uh debates ongoing and it connects to the ufo communities it connects to the flat earth communities where people are saying these photos of the earth of different planets of our star systems they're being they're being distorted. They're photoshopped. That they're not really, they're not showing anything that should be real. Um, whether it's trying to prove that the aliens are here or that the Earth is flat or that we we haven't really left our Earth or something like that. There's ideas like with the moon, the photos there. There's everything's very black, like a soundstage, and there's no stars in those. Um, I've even heard theories, and I think. Um, I think one of our friends believes this where there's people who believe both. They believe that we actually went to the moon, but the footage was damaged uh, by radiation or whatever, that they had to fake it in order to make it real. So yes, we, I guess they're the American in them is saying, no, we we did it. We definitely did it. But we had to fake the footage because, because these stupid people wouldn't believe us if we told you so. So. And I've heard variations of that as well, where it's, you know, it's, it's just, it, it was too much to do that. So all the Apollo missions kind of had like a fake, uh, you know, footage as well um, because because it was so hard to uh, just navigate the moon and, and get on there as well. So like, it's not that we didn't do it, but it was faked, you know? Yeah. And, um, what you know, some of the other things that um, I, and there, I... There are missing tapes as well. The Apollo 11 missions has uh, some of the some of the uh, raw formats are just missing, right? Most important event in, uh, in uh, human history, perhaps, and they've lost the raw tapes. Oh, really? When, uh, when, when did that come about? Let's see. The Apollo 11 missing tapes. The Apollo 11 mistakes were those that were recorded from Apollo 11 slow scan television telecast in its raw format on telemetry data tape at the time of the first moon landing in 1969 and, and lost. The data tapes were used to record all transmitted data for backup. So, yeah. Just, so the uh, day of, huh? That's they're, just, they're just lost, yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, uh, when I was watching this room, uh, 237, and, and, and 237 is more of a, it gets into uh, Apollo 11 and the the moonland, you know, the moon landing uh, being faked and whatever. But it's it's more of uh, 
I would say, uh, film fanboys and girls that, you know, just basically uh, were studying the film, The Shining, and to see like different um, the, the type, symbolism and the things. symbolism of it all and what he was trying to convey and what themes he was trying to convey. So uh, it's, it's very interesting on its own. I think, uh, you know, they talk about talk about the moon landing for, I would say, 10 minutes in the film. Um, but if you want to get into uh, you know, theory of film and, and symbolism and um, even deeper conspiracies surrounding Stanley Kubrick. Uh, I mean, I, I guarantee you we're not going to do it as much justice as, as the film would. Uh, 237 is a, is a pretty cool film. I bought that film a while ago just because uh, regardless of whether I believe in their theories, um, it's pretty interesting how they got there with the symbolism and it, it makes you, it makes you pause for a second and watch it. So yeah, there are some, from what I remember, there were some interesting takes on it. Now, before we get into some of those, and I definitely want to dive in with that, I guess, why Stanley Kubrick? I know he had just came out with 2001, the year before. Uh, I guess Steven Spielberg wasn't quite a fully grown adult. He was. He would have his success, you know, a few years later with Jaws. But do you know why Stanley Kubrick is sort of roped into this idea that he was a man behind this mastermind? Yeah, so um, they talk about this a little bit in two in uh, in room two three seven. Um, it's you know he he was that juggernaut of a director. You know he was a very intelligent man. He had about you know two hundred IQ. Um, the average IQ was like a hundred. So he was you know you know it, not that I hold too much merit into like IQ tests or whatever. But um, and, you know if if you're if you're sitting over. 120 you're gifted you know in a certain regard you 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 have a working knowledge that maybe the average person doesn't doesn't have um and um i think what the what the movie alludes to it doesn't really hit it on the head too much but is um he was he was at such a high level of you know uh mass media that he was he was recruited because of that and and because of you know uh the the 2001 space odyssey uh they they knew he was working on that uh and then he uh basically got funding to 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 make that even more uh uh beautiful than it you know than it than it was but it, it, i think more so it's just you know he was the the guy at at the time he was the director at the time and uh they wanted you know someone that had a, a technical knowledge not even you know even a narrative knowledge but a technical knowledge of how they could simulate that uh so the theory goes so uh okay i think it goes i think it goes into like the elite and and the different uh you know groups such as like the illuminati stuff like that and we're um, if, if you look at his film, like Eyes Wide Shut, and he shines, kind of shines light onto stuff like that as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he had passed away uh, right after that, right after that film. And some people actually think that that's because he had divulged too much information uh, about it. And they were getting kind of tired of his shit um, with it. So they kind of, you know, the theory is that they offed him. Uh, but uh what are your thoughts? Why do you think that they might have done something like that? Or have you read anything that has kind of put, you know, a, a blinking light on that or whatever? Um, as, as far as Stanley Kubrick or just America yeah. as far as? Well, I mean, either. You, you, you go with it. Yeah. 
I was actually looking at some stuff right now. I, I guess, uh, I guess he, yeah, was a bit of a genius with that. His, his understanding of different lenses and cameras. So maybe he might've been a, not only a artist uh, in that regards of how to actually bring this to life, but uh, the technical know-how to know what would be, make sense. And I do think, I do think like going back to the propaganda thing, there's there's a sense of it, like those old war films where you maybe see soldiers in the trenches, that they're not happening in real time the way we think they are. They're not actually like a cameraman going through the battlefield just because it doesn't make sense. So yeah. a lot of those have to be just staged. Well, and, a lot of them were staged. I mean, it's, it's right on the California sets or you know in the desert. Yeah, or, not yeah. most, not all, right? And I think a lot of that is our perception, right? We want something that that looks cool. So if you like war's probably ugly and it's shot on shitty cameras with bad audio. And if we were watching that, we'd just like, like what else is on? But we want something in that, you know, something that our eyes like. So I guess there is a perception and of it's a, it's an entertainment thing and not just for the Americans, it's for the world. So I, I could kind of understand some, you know, having that Hollywood sensibility, like we need to not only make it functional if we're actually transmitting stuff from another planet or not, but um, it has to make it look good. Yeah. It has to look cool. Yeah. It has to look cool. It has to kick the Russians in the asses and, and yeah, it has to be talked about for the next, you know, 60 years, which is, you know, right. Right. Well, well done. And if you look, if you look at the moon landing footage, you know, I'm kind of in the camp of our friend that, you know, thinks that like, I'm sure they went to the moon, but they had to make it look good. Right. So they probably did both or whatever. Um, But if you look at the moon and, and, and uh, you see the horizon in the back, right? And it's just, I don't know, for, for someone that does work in film, that, that does look like a rare projection, you know, that that is kind of like a, like if you're driving in the car, like a rare projection just for people that don't know, is like if you're driving in the car in early movies or even nowadays and uh, you see things moving in the background between the windows that's a rare projection that's that's someone that's projecting movement and you're capturing it with the camera in real time with the actors in front of it um so that it's it's showing movement it's showing background uh while the actors are moving in front of it so uh the horizon to me was just so um large and it just kind of it always kind of bugged me it it just especially with like those television cameras it would be in more close and you wouldn't see the horizon it was just i don't know the framing of it just always kind of was off to me you know it just the 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 lower third was cut off always to me when i was when i'd always watch this thing and we're going to talk a little bit of inside baseball with like shots and stuff like that but the lower third was always kind of cut off for me and the lower third being, you, you break the screen into thirds and a 16 by nine, and uh, that'll give you, you know, uh, nine different little squares, and you try to center up your frame in, into those things. So, the, and and it just wasn't framed up, just you know, the way it, it it was jarring to me for someone that watches, you know, films and stuff like that. But anyway, off my high horse. Well, let's let's get on your high horse. Let's ride over to the symbolism aspect of it. What okay. are some things that that we can connect to Stanley Kubrick? If he was giving us little messages that, hey guys, wink, wink, I did these things. 
what were they? Yeah, so <clears throat> it when when you get into the Stanley Kubrick, there was in this in this film, and I'm going to be repeating a lot of it, but in this film, there's a lot of uh, themes. Uh, one of them being, you know, American excellence and um, manifest destiny, and you know, the 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 people coming, uh, Anglo, you know, Saxons coming and and basically uh, taking the land from Native Americans. That was like one of the themes that was in there. And they, and they do this um, mainly because they're in the Colorado. Uh, the, the, the film takes place in Colorado. We're and talking I, about The Shining, right? The Shining. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, and uh, Kubrick, you know, gets in, into that symbolism pretty deep right at the beginning. But about halfway through, uh, Danny uh, is, is kind of running around, and it's that iconic scene with the, with the shining carpet, if you're, if you're familiar. And the ball rolls up to him, and it's when the twins kind of approach him, and he stands up and he has an Apollo Eleven uh, shirt that's on, sweater, that's yeah, like, that's going like going to the moon. And at, at that point, that's um, Danny is kind of figuring out the little boy is kind of figuring out that his dad's kind of losing it a little bit, right? And so the dad like represents, you know, the the Americas and and, and, and you know the United States of America, and the mom represents like. Uh, the natural order of the world, you know, the natives and stuff like that. And uh, basically uh, it, it, it shows that Danny is, is now becoming wise to the idea that something is off and, and that Apollo 11 shirt is really what kind of drives, drives it over. If you go through um, the film, there's also little hints uh, like Tang like the the you know like the kool-aid or the tang it was like really big in the 70s uh there's a lot of those if you go into the kitchen areas like there's always like these background shots of like tang and and stuff like that and people you know point that out saying that well that was like a huge you know um push by nasa to basically sell their their nasa drink to the american people you know what i mean and and so they have um Tang and the astronaut strength tang on, on there that gave him vitamin C or whatever. Uh, just there's there's so I, I guess there's so many when they get into like the Danny's psychic abilities, the shining and stuff like that. Um, they they show that's like the American what what they were saying is that that's the American people's like consciousness and and now they're waking up to you know, things that are basically off. Um, it also said that Jack Nicholson, when he's having like his psychotic break, uh, was a representation of Stanley Kubrick and his wife's um, dynamic where he, you know, that whole scene was like, you you don't understand. He's talking to his wife. Like, I have obligations. I have a contract. I can't, you know, I can't, uh, I have to take care of this. I have to, you know, I have I have obligations I need to attend to. And he's talking about getting stressed out. And um, people say that that is is uh, Stanley Kubrick's because that wasn't in the in the book, The Shining. Like a lot of this stuff, he took liberties, and so all the things that he took liberties with was more him trying to kind of like tell the story of uh, of, of of his journey with the government and and having to uh, uh, kind of navigate that and and not tell people and if he told people like this is what happened to him and and um and yeah that that's basically what it is like there's there's so many little just 
um, I would say symbolic, you know, scenes that, uh, that, that show like him typing at the typewriter where he's, he's basically creating this fantasy, uh, world for himself, but in the process is kind of like losing his mind. Like that whole dynamic is, is, was in the shining, but, um, the, the actual lines that he had with his, with his son, Danny, and, and I can't remember her name, but, uh, his wife in the film, uh, those, those are direct, uh, supposedly direct um you know reactions that he he would have with his wife and stuff like that where he was like kind of losing his mind a little bit and so he kind of funneled that into the film yeah one that i'm seeing is because uh the room 237 is the name of that documentary there's um the 37 but if you uh, switch the letters around room 237 can spell out moon room is what uh, oh, you know that that actually reminds me that that actually reminds me of the original number on that was one seventeen, and that Stanley Kubrick uh, basically uh, told people was like, oh well, I, I changed the room number because the hotel didn't want uh, they had a room one seventeen, and they didn't want people being scared to stay in the room after the film was made. In actuality, there was no room one seventeen, so he he did took that he took that liberty. Um, and and then lied about it because there was no there you know there was no room one seventeen he just did that for artistic purposes you know in quotation marks yeah and that uh, also two thirty seven the moon is two hundred thirty seven thousand miles from the earth so another yes yes that's another one too and then about that pattern that the pattern that you're when he's on the big wheel with the Apollo eleven sweater that they're saying the carpet matches the it's like a hexagon pattern. That it matches the launch pad of 39A from which the Apollo rocket took off. So that when Danny stood up, it was like to symbolize the rocket taking off. But yeah, that's, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Um, I, I didn't know that the, the, the moon was, two, was it 237,000 miles away from the surface of the earth? Is that what it is? That's, that's what to say. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's it, man. I mean... Uh, with with room two thirty seven too, it's I mean they they get into uh, government control, the Illuminati. Um, they start talking about um, you know how towards the end of the career, especially after The Shining um, and his in his films that he shot after that, uh, you know there was talks that he felt like uncomfortable and that you know he was he was worried that he he divulged too much and. Um, and there's working theories with that as well. So what, what do you think if there's any, um, we talked about the symbolism. Thank you for saving my ass on that. Um, but what, what was, uh, what are your thoughts on this like ultra control and, and this being like this huge operation and Stanley Kubrick got in trouble because he told everyone subliminally. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's the shining was, it's a movie I'm a big horror guy, as I've talked about. The, Sh- the Shining, it took many years to grow on me. I It was always, I like, consider one of the best horror movies. And there were the other old horror movies where I'm like, okay, I get this. Rosemary's Baby, yeah, saw it, love it. It's great. You know, the <clears throat> original Friday the thir- 13th, you know, movies like that. The Shining, I saw it, was like, yeah, I don't get it. And then I, it would just be on repeat sometimes, like on cable or something, and I'd watch it again. And it started growing on me. I think the simple 
that one episode where Homo goes crazy and the, but it it grew on me. But then as you start watching it more and more and kind of stepping back, you do it's a big hotel. There's a lot of symbolism in there that you start noticing and and it's very it's very specific, it seems like. Like it's, you know, someone's in there decorating the set, putting the carpets in there. So yeah, I mean, so I, just to sorry to interrupt, but Stanley Stanley Kubrick was known for being so hands-on with with making his sets and stuff, you know, and so like continuity wise uh just set design in general he was he was very hands-on so like in the shining like you said this set was very specific there was definitely uh things that you know after you watch it time and time again that, that kind of catch your eye that are just kind of a little, little off and then also um the continuity where you know people's pants will change or um a chair will be missing from behind like symbolizes different things it's kind of jarring to the to the audience but I, I i just wanted to point that out as well yeah yeah for for sure so there is you know whether it's just being you know just visual imagery and popping or if you're really your intent is to load people's minds and and hint at things that you're involved in it's an interesting idea but yeah i mean it's definitely a a movie that's full of imagery, full of it's very because it's it's a hotel. It's like a huge hotel, so every shot seems very huge. You know, there's someone in the you know in the foreground there, but then there's this huge hallway that goes on and on, and and the colors. It's very it's an eye catching movie, I guess. And, uh, and the thing is with with Stanley Kubrick is that he he shot wide and he tried to keep. Uh, the foreground in focus as well as the characters in focus so that every little inch of space would be used and and that's why a lot of people you know say like oh well, why why is this here or why did this move or you know what is the symbolism with that because he was actively trying to regardless of whether we're right on our theory he he was always actively trying to use every bit of space to tell the story or you know move the theme forward yeah, and it's it's proven provocative where people are taking right. every frame, pausing it, circling this. Look at this is what this means. It's talking about Native Americans and the moon landing or the genocide of World War Two. Yeah, so so to, just to get into two thirty seven, like two thirty seven is the the the, the shining. Uh, they talk about all that stuff. They talk about Native Americans, moon landing, uh, Nazis. Uh, they talk about um, the you know the uh, what is it? the the eradic ratification of uh of jewish people in the holocaust you know what i mean like they 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 hit all these stuff they talk about illuminati illuminati you know and and, and stuff like that so um all of this stuff is supposedly uh shown uh with symbolism through this film and uh i just thought it was very interesting um and i you know i wanted to bring that to like the moon landing uh what are your you know, we can go around for circles with this. I, I just really suggest that everyone kind of uh, check it out for themselves. Um, I was kind of meandering with with my explanation because it was just so dense of a subject in this film and, and the moon landing and stuff like that. But down to brass tacks, what do you think, man? What what happened? What, did we land on the moon? Let's circle back to that. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned, uh, I just want to finish on the Stanley Kubrick. I've never seen Eyes Wide Shut. I don't know if you have. I have, yeah. You've mentioned that. Were there any imagery in there? I know there's like sex parties and maybe some elite Illuminati type stuff, but any, anything you remember there or anything 
any nuggets of info that they expose with that one? Uh, I mean, they talk about it in 237. Um, they talk about, uh, you know, this, the, like I said, the, the, the sex parties and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's definitely alludes to it uh, from, from, from what this, with this, uh, th- what these theories are in the film, you know what I mean? So, uh, just your your basic run of the mill stuff. Like you, you, you ever seen those um, those pictures of like the Rothschild parties or whatever? With you know like the, the it's usually like these are the elites and you know they're having these Illuminati parties and they have like these extravagant masks and stuff like that. Um, they they touch base on that. They touch base on that uh, in in Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, Basically, it's you know the top one percent, and within that top one percent, there's a bunch of uh, you know uh, people that have have uh, a, you know a social club, if you will, uh, uh, you know the the secret society, and then uh, Tom Cruise kind of like stumbles onto that with like an old college friend that like plays piano for him or whatever. Uh, but uh, in two, three, seven, they they do talk about that, and they do talk about towards the end where. Uh, Stanley Kubrick felt like he was being followed and stuff like that. And they show that, uh, and that was his, um, interpretation, uh, and, and what he was going through. Um, he was, he was a Tom Cruise character in an eyes wide shut where, you know, he's afraid to tell any more of the story and, um, because, uh, he's afraid for his, him and his family, stuff like that. But, okay. And I think uh, with I mean, there's pl- and there's plenty of symbolism in that eyes wide shut too. If you if you yeah if you take a look at it, I probably should check it out sometime. But yeah, I think um, you know what we know about Epstein and the Lolita Express and perhaps the sex parties being used as a form of blackmail to like, hey, come to this. Yeah, to to basically get his agendas through or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's rub our agendas together and and oh, guess what? That was a minor blackmail. So how are you going to vote on this next election? You're going to vote the way we tell you to. Otherwise, you're exposed. Is the the thoughts about what an operation that may that Epstein may have been part of? So yeah, maybe I don't know if the eyes wide shut goes into any of that, but maybe these. But there's definitely those ideas that that's what these parties are for is to get some dirt on you. And as long yeah. as you toe the line, we'll make you go far kid but as soon as you don't go our way we got the dirt you got the dirt yep but no that's i think um yeah eyes wide shut definitely covers that because there was a part where tom cruise is like getting um fitted for like the suit to go to the party and there was definitely um a scene where the person that was the um, outfitter or the you know the costume you know store owner uh, basically catches his daughter with like a uh, Japanese like uh, businessman, and then when he goes to return the suit in the day, uh, he was like, "I'm I'm calling the police." You know, she's a minor. This, that, or other thing. And then the next day, he goes to drop it off, and he lets the guy go. And uh, and that that was that was kind of alluded to in that film as well. So uh, yeah, uh, there's definitely you know parallels to what you just said to to the film. All right, interesting. All right, so let's talk about the moon. Let's bring it back in, in our thoughts yeah. here. Um, so the moon, the moon, the moon. 
you, you big beautiful beast. When the moon hits your eye, like a something something pizza big pie. Pizza pie, big pizza pie. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, did we go to the moon? So he, here's some uh stuff, right? Let's here's some questions. I don't have all the answers, but I have some questions. Right? They always talk about our computers back then. How NASA's computers were like as big as an entire building, and that that wasn't even equal to our you know, one of our modern cell phones nowadays. So it's quite intriguing that they were able to get to the moon based on that. Um, and it's intriguing that we're really not going anymore or that you hear about other countries that, yeah, uh, who is the last country who is going to be going to the moon? Uh, India. India. Yeah. It's like, and it's like India has made great progress and they said they'll make it to the moon by 2030. And it's like, oh, good for you guys. But then it brings the question, what's taking you so long? Like, why are, are we just not sharing it? Why, why, is, it, why is there a 60-year gap between mm-hmm. countries there to get stuff together with their smartphones and their, their, all their technology? Um, or why haven't we really been going back? Like, it seems we were going to the moon hardcore. Now it seems that they'll say that it just due to budgets and things like that, that uh, mm-hmm. it's just too expensive that even though everything's shrinking down technology wise, the inflation's like crazy. And now everything has to go private sector. We got to get some crazy billionaire to fund his uh, space company to get us in into shuttle taxis over to the moon or Mars. You're right. But is that... Is that logical? Does that make sense? Is it just too expensive that we can't do it anymore? Did we lose technology? Did we not really have it? Is the aliens saying don't go? Is it is it the is it is the flat earth really real? We're just like, yeah, it's too hard to do that stuff now. I mean, I don't think it's the flat earth, but these are the questions. These are what gets the this is what makes flat earthers flat earthers or the alien believers believing that there's alien overloads over us is right. that there's just certain things that don't seem to make sense, but yeah. So, so what do you? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to it. What do you think, man? <laughs> um, I I think in my heart of hearts, I like weird stuff. Um, there's a hollow moon theory, and it's not so much a theory. There was once a, a space um, probe launch into the moon. And people were shocked that the moon just started ringing for like hours and hours that showing that that the moon is hollow. There's this idea that some scientists had put up that they believe that the moon may have been artificially created and came into our solar system at some point in our past. That there's some ideas that there's texts that talk about a time before the moon being here and a time when the moon was here. Of course, it would have greatly affected everything you know our gravity our, our waves our oceans mm-hmm. but, but it could have been a form of terraforming in fact and like with the eclipse like it just there's things that line up so perfectly like we're in sync with each other you know it regulates our, our day and night when there's eclipses it just so happens to perfectly block off the sun and it's like okay does god exist or some smart ass aliens or is this some some accidental bullshit that happens and it's usually accidental bullshit to make the mystery of nature but i don't know part of me thinks maybe the moon is a big stupid space station that came in and is helping us 
aliens, us being the aliens, being on this planet that we weren't really born on. Because as we get old, our spines go bad. Everything goes bad. It seems like this earth wasn't really made for us. The sun hurts us. Everything hurts us. Yeah, we're the apex predators. But sometimes it feels like we just sort of took over this as, uh, you know, immigrants to this planet. Mm -hmm. So so as far as the moon goes, I sometimes want to believe that it's just a big stupid or is it we visit this stupid space station in 1969 and or fake it man yeah no i i i've heard those theories and uh i i don't uh you know honestly out of all of them that's that's one of them that i'm just like i did that that i couldn't i could look into it you know what i mean like i don't dismiss it right away like if is is it something foreign that was like kind of like a terraformer um you know what what it is now is that we we've gotten we we gotten smashed, but and then the the moon was part of, you know, you know, a collision that came into our orbit and yeah, and now we're like locked in our each other's gravity and it just happened so perfectly. Yes, yes, and um, I mean that's that's also a possibility too. That's not out of the realm of possibilities in my mind as well. So, uh, to my, my personal my new uh, I'll say this my my new fun one is that the the reflection of the moon is actually a reflection of earth oh, and that our, our earth is a lot larger than what we think and it gets into uh into the, uh, the, the ice, ice walls, walls. And, right okay. right yeah so um so i i do like that and 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 uh it you know there's some pretty convincing internet stuff and i i say that uh tongue-in-cheek because who knows what was you know created and what was fabricated whatever but uh but like if you take the overlay of like our known world like the you know the united states uh, you know mexico canada south america africa and you put it in this one section it, it it lays over perfectly with like the shadows of 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 the you know the moon or whatever um but they're like well, what are all these shadows over here and they say that it's you know beyond the ice wall or whatever like that so i would say that's the most fun one that i've been kind of going for uh, reality, I think, um, you know, I have to agree with our friend, uh, and maybe I even told our friend this, but, uh, I think that, that we, we did, uh, make it to the moon. Um, I personally think that it was maybe after what was, uh, shown to the American people. Uh, and we had to do it because we had to win the space race, uh, against the Russians, um, the russians so i think we were against the wall jfk's talked some shit we needed to uh get there quick and um we did uh but the propaganda machine you know took precedent and and we had to uh you know get it out there before the the russians did because you know they had sputnik and stuff like that and they were on their on their way and they were doing you know uh uh orbits around the earth and stuff like that. And they were, they were getting pretty damn close to getting on the moon first. And at the time, um, during the cold war, that, that would have been a huge no, no. So I, I think that the United States took some liberties, uh, made the film and then we did eventually get there or we got there, you know, the, it didn't look good. We had to make it look razzle dazzle for, for the world. So we, we did that as well. But so you think it may have been a case of, we went to the moon, but Roy, you left the goddamn lens cap on the whole time. You left a damn lens lens cap on, Roy. Now we gotta hire this expensive Hollywood asshole in the 
Yeah. Um, as, as, far as, the, as far as the Stanley Kubrick um, being the hired um, asshole, uh, I, I think the jury's out for me still on that. I, I don't know if I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, I think it's a it's a awesome story. I think if you you know look at it, what are, what are your thoughts on the whole Stanley Kubrick connection? Do you think that there's any merit to it, or or uh, do we think and are we thinking it's just maybe kind of fabrication and fantasy by you know people that maybe want to read more into his films that actually were there? Yeah, I mean, as far as the it could have been fake, but as far as bringing Stanley Kubrick into it, I mean, yeah, he has, as far as his credentials, he has the movie, the 2001, uh, there's a sweater that the kid wears, but I think for that time, space, yeah, it was not very, yeah, it was, space, space was very cool. And why wouldn't a kid wear that? You know, right, I, right. I don't think, uh, you know, Marvel wasn't making movies yet. So kids weren't wearing all that crap yet. Um, there was a movie. If you like movies about, um, fake space, exploration and and starring uh murderers mm-hmm. uh you should all look into a movie called capricorn one um and what murderer am i talking about uh, the Jews. Got, i was gonna say oj yeah oj yeah or am i am i off base on this is oj not the not the killer uh I he's think. well i mean it depends on what circle i mean yeah yeah uh yeah i think he did it um but yes that, <laughs> <laughs> that's about uh it's about a a uh, a crew going to Mars, and they find out they're not actually going to Mars. They're just going to the studio to sh- fake shoot it, and then this I I've only seen it briefly, and then the crew has to get away because they're going to die in the space mission. They're not going to make it back, and all this stuff happens. So that was made in the '70s. So I think there were some ideas that this is a British movie. There was ideas in the zeitgeist that maybe things weren't on the up and up, and I, I think. Uh, I would love the maybe I sh- if, as we travel around the country and we get us we should ask those questions. What do you think of America? Well, I think you guys are violent and there's too much gun violence. Okay, what do you think about the moon landing? I think you guys are full of shit and probably faked it. And yeah. or, or just get the idea of the general consensus yeah. of the rest yeah. of the world. Or you, know, you guys are so cool. You're so much smarter than the rest of us. See, that doesn't even that sounds fake coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, I, it's, I, it's, yeah, it doesn't sound just yeah. just right. Um, I don't know. Uh, if I'm coming out on something, uh, la 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 la. <laughs> there are definitely, I don't know. This is one I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't want to lose my conspiracy theories, you know, card, but uh, right, right. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of where I'm at with it too, right? Like, I, I just don't, I, yeah, like, I it just it it make the, the theory makes sense, right? Like, I don't put it past the government, I just don't why would they get a famous direct you know what i'm saying why would they make someone that's a it kind of reminds me of that that movie uh wag the dog have you ever seen that one robert de niro and yeah. and um and and even in that movie i'm like why would they get a famous director why you know you don't you can't find someone that knows how to work a camera in the government like it's just that white bread that you can't uh you can't figure out how to you know point a camera and do a rear projection you have to hire stanley kubrick to to do it or or is it maybe a thing where if you bring in the illuminati it's like hey man you got to do this or else we're going to take away your 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 uh your card you can't uh you can't tell anybody about it but guess what you know all those uh all those girls all that you know film 
you know, notoriety you had, it, it, we're calling it in. Like, this is what you got to do now. Like, maybe that kind of type of situation. But even then, that sounds so far-fetched to me. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Uh, Stanley, I would love to. The Stanley Kubrick connection, I, I'm, not, I'm not sold on. I'll say that. I'll, I'll come out and say it. I would love to mediate a debate between like the alien folks who are like aliens crashed here in the forties and we have all this advanced technology. We're actually going to different civilizations with aliens and time traveling with laser beams versus right. uh, we faked the moon landing because we're actually way less uh, advanced than we say we are. And then just feel like clash. Let's go yeah. at it. Like, go at are, it. are we super advanced or are we super dumber? We're just, yeah. Making movies. So either way, are, are we super dumb and hiding it from us? Or are we super smart and are hiding it from us? Yes. Like that's ultimately the argument, right? Yeah. I think I would, uh, I would sign it. What, what side? Yeah. All right. In that basic argument, what, what side would you be on? Uh, you brought it up, man. <laughs> I said, I want to mediate. I do <laughs> think, I do think there's a, some advancements that we're not privy to. Um, sure. I don't think, the whole like the crazy alien folks of like we have time travel machines and all that stuff but i do think we're definitely a lot more advanced uh than we're letting off but where were we in 1969 yeah i guess that's that's the the million dollar question here and i don't know um yeah i i would say in 1969 i i that's that's what i'm saying i i don't know man i think i think it's maybe a little bit of both i think i think in 1969 you know, we, we were behind the eight ball. We needed to win the space race. Uh, did we get there? Sure. I think we did. Um, the technology that we have today uh, from those projects and from the lunar projects is evident, right? Uh, that, you know, the technology shrinking down our computers, uh, you know, just the basic, like the internet, basically, you know what I'm saying? Like all that stuff, you know, wireless transmissions into space. I think all that stuff is real. Uh, I think that we needed to just kind of get ahead of it. And then, and then we kind of do it, but like, even me saying that, right? Like, where's that footage? Where, where, where is the actual Apollo 11 footage? If, if this isn't fake, you know what I mean? And I don't know, man, I, I just, it's, this one kind of breaks my brain a little bit. You know what I mean? Because it, yeah. it really just it goes back to like the argument, like you just stated. Are right. we super advanced and we're hiding it, or are we just dopes and we're hiding it? And I think it's probably with this one. I mean, maybe maybe it just happened the way it happened too. I it, that some days I wake up and I'm like, yeah, we landed on the moon, you know, and it's it, everything's legit. And maybe they just you know faked the the moon landing uh, video. You know, somebody got out there before and just put a like you know tripod up and then re recreated it you know yeah or maybe it was both yeah maybe mm -hmm. it was like we're like one or two years away from actually doing it but we can do a movie now about it right and then and then that'll get to the hearts and minds and give us the money we need and then we can actually do it but i don't know um uh, buzz aldrin will if you challenge him to it he will punch you in the face as he uh, uh there was one um you look at information there there's there was uh one of the you know moon deniers of all that who was trying to call him to his face and say hey you never actually went to the moon you're a big liar all you guys are liars and yeah he punched the man in the face which you know i guess if you're 72 yeah you don't got time for that shit uh, no no especially you if you're trying to blow up someone's spot you know like what yeah yeah 
I'm hey, here man. trying to sign some autographs. I'm at a uh, yeah. fan convention. You're here trying to piss me off. And, and Regardless, man, I'm trying to drink my tang over here, and uh, you're being an asshole. Yeah. 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 Um, and again, back to Buzz Aldrin, right? Either they yeah. were actually there, and and there's like there's ideas that Father uh, Trump is firmly on. They were in the moon, and they saw aliens to push that along. Or they're all fakers, and they never actually went anywhere off the earth. So it's... It's a very yeah. living in those conspiracy circles and reading all about all that stuff. That's where I'm like, yeah, I, I'm at a hard, uh, I don't know. That's- yeah, I'm in an impasse here where I just don't, I can't, cannot confirm. Um, but yeah, I heard that one about Buzz Aldrin uh, seeing aliens. So like, and people say that that's what he clams up about more than anything is when you bring that up, you know, so. Yeah. But uh, the dark well, side of the dark side of the moon, man. Listen to dark side. Yeah, breathe, breathe in the air. Yes, absolutely. I think that wraps up this episode, man. I mean, if you guys want to watch us, uh, you know, we have uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, you can also, uh, while you're listening on Spotify, you can see uh, our video as well. And uh, make sure you follow and share with everybody, guys. We we really appreciate it. As always, you can follow us over on Instagram. Uh, you know, I think today uh, basically cemented that we should have a healthy distrust um but you know having a healthy distrust doesn't always necessarily mean uh thinking the worst maybe uh maybe things happen the way that they did um Rolando, what do you what do you gotta what do you have to say any final words yeah uh you know i'd say wear your sunglasses at night you know keep keep looking at the moon and you know how why not how Howl at it's, the moon, baby. Howl at the moon, baby. It's there. Yeah. Something's there. Whether yeah. you, whether we've been there or not, it's there. It's looking whether down. It's at you. A, uh, where, whether it's a moon or it's a space satellite or uh, you know, whatever. A hologram. Whatever. Or hologram. Whatever. Of the, the earth reflecting on itself. Revealing. you got to howl at it regardless. Yeah. Yeah, just howl at it, baby. Um, you know, and that will for sure show people that you're quite weird as you should stay. So, uh, yeah, stay weird, everybody. You know, keep tuning in. We appreciate your support. Uh, send us, you know, connect with us. Send us ideas for any future episodes here. And, uh, you know, we will uh, we will do our best to abide. 